Las Vegas, famous, fabulous playground of the West. A wide open town that never goes to sleep. Vegas! Vegas, baby, Vegas! You're either in or you're out, right now. My best mates are going to Las Vegas this weekend. I'm told it's incredible. Vegas, here we go! Pack your bags and get ready for a different kind of Vegas experience with someone who knows Vegas inside and out. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Hi again, welcome to Vegas Never Sleeps. I'm Stephen Maggi and the theme for today's show is Magic on and off the ice. Up first, we go off ice as you'll meet one of the hottest magicians on the strip, Murray Sawchuck. You may have seen Sawchuck years ago on America's Got Talent. Today, he's considered one of the very best. Later, you'll visit the newest attraction in Vegas, and it's on ice. The new NHL franchise, the Vegas Golden Knights, starts this month, and you'll hear from the Knights beat writer from the Las Vegas Review Journal, Steve Karp. Finally, Scott Robin, your Vegas insider, tells us what happened to a Vegas tradition, free drinks on the casino floor. Las Vegas is famous for incredible magic acts, but only the very best make it to the big showrooms. And one of the newest and hottest magicians in town is with us today, meet Murray Sawchuck. He's currently headlining over at Planet Hollywood Resort and Casino on the Las Vegas Strip nightly. Big fan of his. People just love it. It's great for the kids. Murray, thank you for being here. I got to ask you, is this something uh, when you got into the whole reality thing and so forth, is this kind of where you saw it going or is it just one of those things, you know, at that point you'll take any chance you can to get in front of uh, a lot of people? Well, I think as an entertainer, you need to get that exposure out there because at the end of the day, uh, you can be really good. And, you know, when you are really good, you get a lot of corporate shows or private shows. But when you get that exposure on a national or international level, you can actually start selling tickets and you can start touring and playing some really big public venues. So I think it's very important, you know. Well, this all goes back to when you were seven years old. I love this. Uh, your parents gave you a Siegfried and Roy magic kit. Who th- who'd have thought, right? It's just something. I know. <laughs> it's one of those souvenirs you just buy at a gift shop, you know, one of the hotels back in the day, you know, so. No, it's exciting. And I mean, was it something, as soon as you got it, you just fell in love with magic and the concept of it? I did. You know, I, I you know played music and I professionally danced as a kid and did all that stuff. So this is just another avenue of being an entertainer and getting attention as a kid and all that. And it just kind of clicked with me. I, I love the fact that I could do something and it looked one way to the audience. But yes, there was a lot of secrets behind that. And I kind of really liked that. That was really cool. So that's something that just caught on. You know, I could also make money from it. You know, I could do a half an hour show for kids' birthday parties as a young teenager and get paid, whereas if I was a musician, you know, at 11 or 12, there's not many bands or not many paid gigs you can do as an 11-year-old guitar player, you know? You grew up in British Columbia, and as you were saying, you were interested in everything from what I can see. I mean, sports, entertainment, you name it. Were you always just kind of an energetic kid from, uh, you know, basically as long, far back as you can remember? Yeah, I think so. My parents always got me involved in stuff, you know, whether it be soccer lessons, baseball lessons, dance lessons, um, you know, playing the accordion or whatever it was. They always, I think, that there was an interest and they got me involved, which is wonderful. You know, they're amazing parents. So I was very lucky to experience a lot of things that I showed an interest, you know, even from horseback riding to golf to tennis, all that stuff. 
Now, it's great to be able to do all that and have great parents is just a blessing. But let's also talk about a mentor. You had a mentor called Mr. Electric. That's what he was known as as well. Tell us about him and what did he do for you? Well, you know, Mr. Electric, his real name is Marvin Roy, and his wife was Carol. And, you know, back in the days, they, they toured the world for like 50 years, and they were one of the premier variety acts of the, you know, 40s, 50s, and 60s, even 70s. And back in the, the old days, you know, a lot of people do know, but some of the younger people don't, you know, these stars had opening acts, whether it be um, Phyllis Diller or Liberace or whatever. It was standard having a really cool opening act. So they toured, they, they played the Lido. They played the Stardust, they played the Tropicana, all these venues all over the world. And it, basically his act was about a 9 to 1200 act where he let these real light bulbs in his hands. And remember, this was in the 40s and 50s. Well, bulbs were only invented in the early 1900s. So this, this is an amazing thing to have this light up in your bare hands. So it was a very, very cool act. And wherever he went, you know, they caused quite the stir because it was one of those ideas and acts that were phenomenal. Well, I met him when I was 16 in Brush Prairie, Washington, at a like a magic-type get-together convention. They took a liking to me. I thought their idea was amazing, and they said, look, you know, if you really want to get ahead in this, you've got to be different, you know, with your look, your style, and everything, and what you're doing. So, you know, with that, I started making sure everything I did had a bit more of a Murray touch rather than just being a magician, you know. Yeah, and you really do have what you call the Murray touch. Your stuff is different. I mean, part of this, it's not just a matter of doing these incredible illusions. It's also a matter of actually being real funny and entertaining people at the same time, isn't it? Well, sure. You know, on my coffee mugs, I have something that says, don't fool them, entertain them. Because, and this came up to me, I was doing a cruise. I did cruises for like 18 years when I was younger. It was a great way to see the world and have, uh, you know, an audience there for you and work on a lot of great material. But I did, I did a couple of jokes in the show, and the comedian came up to me, and I was young. I was probably 21 or something, and he said to me, he says, hey, Mark, you know, you're really funny. Why don't you start doing more jokes, you know? And I said, oh, I'm a magician. I'm not a comedian. And then he said to me, he said, well, why don't you just be an entertainer? And that clicked. That really resonated with me. Yeah, why don't I just be an entertainer? Don't worry about being a magician or a comedian or just be entertaining. And I thought, you know what, that's the key. Um, so I started changing a lot of my stuff because I loved being funny with my friends and joking because I'm not a very serious person to begin with. But, you know, being on stage and being funny is a massive risk because when you're not funny, boy, no one laughs. You can't fake it like people clapping. Anyone can clap, whether it be a good thing or a bad. But laughter is either funny or it's not. Um, but, but it's a beautiful thing once you figure out the knack and the timing and all that. And it takes a lot of years of failing and, and trying to succeed again over and over. So that's why I started basing myself as a comedy magician because I figured out the method and how to be funny on stage, and, uh, and it really worked. You know, it makes the show more entertaining. You know? well, yeah, we hear about it all the time, and, you know, when we started looking for some of these great acts out there, everybody was saying, have you seen this? Because it's a great comedy act, it's a great magic act, which is both things are familiar with Las Vegas, but the thing is, you can take your kids there, and boy, a lot of people that take families there love the fact that they can take uh, their kids to your show. Is that one of the things, too, that you decided, you know, do people decide to go in and, okay, we're going to do this clean, we're going to be a family act, or is it something that just kind of falls naturally into place? I think it's, it's, it's either a natural thing or it's just, you know, it, sometimes it's natural, sometimes it's forced. You know, sometimes when you're doing comedy, you know, with my comedy, it's very tongue-in-cheek. So there's jokes for the adults and there's also jokes for the kids. And it's, it's a balance. And I, I like that because, you know, I don't want adults to come to my show and go, oh, it's for the kids, we'll sit back while you lose half your audience or vice versa. You know, and there's a very fine line to that. But you can watch comedians like even Ellen DeGeneres or Whoopi Goldberg or Billy Crystal 
they're not dirty. They're just funny. And even if they do some adult material, it'll go over the kids' heads because they're just, you know, their they're material is designed for television. You know, and I've always built my material for television. Because that way you can get away with more, you know, and you can get more exposure and everything. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, actually, and that's one of those things where all that TV work, and you, you've been on a number of reality shows, but over 20, I understand. It, yeah, yeah, I've been on a few. Yeah, I mean, is it just the thing, Murray, where, you know, you're comfortable in that environment, you're, you're, you know, you're not afraid of it, it's something that, again, I guess for lack of a better phrase, you're just comfortable at, and it's a great fit for them as well to have you on. It is, and... You know, I've always learned from people before me. You know, I looked at what Carrot Top did back in the 80s and 90s. He was always on TV in the 80s and 90s. And I looked what, you know, Rodney Dangerfield did and, and all these people who did TV all the time. You know, even Gallagher from Smashing That Watermelon. You know, that was a gimmick, and the damn watermelon thing wasn't the joke. It was just a spectacle. It wasn't, you know what I mean? Like, and it was great. He was very, he became very well known. Of course, his material was good as well, you know, but, but it's really, I'm really a big believer on having that brand, and then obviously having a product to go with it. But, you know, when you're starting out in this business, whether you be a musician, a juggler, a magician, a clown, you don't want people to go, oh, I really want to see that clown, or I really want to see that musician. You want people to go, oh, I really want to see John Mayer. I want to see Brian Adams. You want to have a name to that song. And and same with a magician. You know, I want to see David Copperfield. I want to see, you know, Murray Sawchuk. So it's something that when you look at these things, I really want to create a brand where people want to come see Murray, not just a magician. You know, it's not easy. You just kind of got to figure out your niche and then just keep trying stuff, you know, and failing as well, you know. Well, and I think the other thing you do, uh, in addition to the reality stuff, you've really picked up this whole thing of 21st century technology. I mean, you're a big hit on YouTube. I mean, I think your first yeah. uh, one, what, 37 million views? Again, another great way to get that out. And uh, that's got to be, a you know, great advertising for people to come out and see you wherever you're appearing. It's unbelievable. Uh, we just hit 211,000 subscribers on my YouTube channel. And we've only had my channel out for about a year and a half now, which is remarkable. I mean, to even get 1,000 subscribers and then 10,000 subscribers on your YouTube channel, it's a really big deal because people have to like what you're doing. There has to be a consistency of making the videos to upload, and there's got to be some content that's worth watching. So it's really, it's really one of those things where it's, it's challenging. Back with more from Murray Sawchuck, world-class magician appearing at the Planet Hollywood indefinitely. You are listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Don't go away. Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi returns right after this. Hello. You may not realize it, but there's a source of renewable energy right in your neighborhood, and you're helping to power it. Today, waste management is using the resources at our disposal to create energy from waste. Enough green energy to power over one million homes. It's an idea we're proud to drive forward. From everyday collection to environmental protection, think green, think waste management. Angstrom Minerals represent a quantum leap in nutrition. Liquid Minerals offer a more concentrated and quicker boost because they integrate into the body faster. Unlike that handful of pills you take every day, Angstrom Minerals bypass digestion and go directly to the cells. Try Angstrom Minerals for your body, your health, and your life. 
Register online and use your account to save 5% off your retail order every time you shop. Some restrictions apply. Please visit ElementalResearchInc.com. Are you looking to save money on your prescription medications? Are your prescription costs too high? Are you paying out of pocket for your meds? Or is your copay too high? Well, if you answered yes to any of these questions, you've got to check out the RX Cut free prescription discount card. And getting your free discount card is easy. All you do is go to the website rxcutdiscounts.com. The free RX Cut prescription discount card allows you to get significant discounts on either brand name or generic prescription medications, and it also works on meds with high copays. There are no fees, no forms, no personal information needed, and the cards are active immediately. Discount cards are also good for the entire family, and they never expire. Again, to get your free discount cards, visit rxcutdiscounts.com. You may get the free discount card either by U.S. mail, email, text, or simply print out the discount card online. When you go to Las Vegas, you have to know what you're going to go see, and there's no better place on the web to go than VitalVegas.com. You hear Scott Robin, our Vegas insider, every week on the show, but Scott's got a lot more there. What are people going to find when they go to your site, Scott? Everything you need to know about Las Vegas from shows and restaurants and a lot of inside dirt that you won't hear anywhere else. And a lot of photos, too, and a lot of snark, right? (laughs) That is the case, (laughs) yes. You can't miss it. VitalVegas.com. It's a must when you come to Las Vegas. VitalVegas.com. He's looking for Smith, but instead goes down the middle. Chester, touchdown Raiders! Oh, what a great ball. 19 yards and a Raider touchdown to make it 22-3. Chester had gotten free at the five and was all alone in the end zone two yards in. That is the Oakland Raiders. No, not the Oakland Raiders of 2017, but the Oakland Raiders of 1972. And that's what we're talking about on a new feature called RaiderHistorian.com. You go there, and we have every week different highlights from years of the past, including a look back at Al Davis, the owner, all the great games, the rivalries, the philosophy of the team, and so forth. It's a must as the Raiders head to Las Vegas in just another few years. If you're here in Las Vegas, you got to know that history. And if you're from Oakland and L.A., you'll want to relive that as well. RaiderHistorian.com. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. We are back with magician Murray Sawchuck, who appears afternoons at the Planet Hollywood. We were just talking with Murray about his ability to integrate his entertainment efforts with 21st century technology. Somehow in this business, I've always caught the tail end of the curve. I've never been on the beginning of it, but always the tail end of it, meaning, you know, like the reality TV show I tried to get on quite a few years, and finally I got on them, but I held back because I never believed in it like a lot of people didn't. You know, I'll never stay around for long. And then once I jumped on it, I took off. 
And then same with YouTube. Like, oh, YouTube, we always, I've had, I've had YouTube for years, but never used it in the capacity as a business. I just use it to get some stuff out there. And then, and I'm not saying it's the tail end of it because it's, it's the new way of TV now, but it's been around for 10, 15 years now, uh, and now I'm just getting on to it, but it's, it's become very successful for us. We've had over 500 million views up to date, so pretty cool. Oh, it's absolutely cool. And it, it, this is a really competitive business. I don't think people realize, you know, a, a top-level magician – there's a bunch, you know, and, and it's very competitive. You know, it's a, you want to do the bigger stuff. I mean, back in the day, you're talking about going out and seeing uh, Siegfried and Roy, you know, or David Copperfield. Well, you know, David Copperfield's still there, but now there's a whole bunch of people that do it from Chris Angel, Penn and Teller, all these folks. So how do you go about doing that? I mean, do you keep track of what other people are doing? And do you always want to do something a little different? How does that work? You do. You want to stand out a little bit. You want to do something within your vein of entertainment, but you still want to stand out. You know, you don't want to. I see a lot of people just do stuff that that aren't, um, you know, that really aren't working to their advantage. They like it because it's a new trick or it's a new idea, but it really doesn't suit their their brand. It's kind of like with singers. You know what I mean? Singers will. There's singers that write songs for other people, and there's singers that write songs for themselves. And some of them will just write a song that's brilliant, but it's not in their genre. So they're selling somebody. You know, it's amazing how many times that has happened, you know, with different people who have written songs. And it's just not what their, you right. know, their world is buying. You know, it's very important that you don't, you know, you, you, everyone wants to try different things. But I think it's very important to stay what people want to see because that's how you're paying the bills. Yeah. And again, I've, I, the other part about what you do that I think is appeals to so many people, you look like you're having fun and, you know, you hang around after the shows, you can get photographs, autographs. Have That's you right. always been that way? I mean, you just kind of love that crowd and really appreciate what they're bringing to you? Yeah, I have. I think it's really important because, you know, once again, I'm learning from everyone else that I grew up with. I remember when Copperfield toured, at the end of all of his shows when he was touring, he must have done this for 20 years. At the end of his shows, he'd walk out there in like a white jogging suit and a ghetto blaster or a radio, plug it in and sit there and sign autographs. Then there'd be a lineup of 300 to 600 people waiting to see him, he would sit there and sign everyone's autograph. I think that's the reason he's still working to this day in his popular, because he hasn't done a TV special for years, um, because he had that one-on-one interaction with his audience. And I think it's so important. I think it's really, really important. I do, too. I wonder, do you study the greats going back to Harry Houdini? I mean, is it something that you kind of want to keep up on the history of of magic and that kind of thing? Or, you know, how involved do you get? Yeah, I do. You know, I've been very lucky... Uh, with being on Pawn Stars for the last six to eight years um, with the history of magic. So they brought me on there. So because of that fact, I've gotten to really expand a lot of what I like to talk about and see. And, then I'm, you know, you look at what they did. And, yeah, times have changed in the sense of, I don't know, in the sense of what people want to see sometimes and what's available. But I think the the basis of marketing and publicity, sometimes you can learn some really cool things uh, right just from looking at the old people that did it because they know what they're doing, and they did, they've done it for so long, and they're very good at it. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And I want to ask you one last thing. You know, you must run into people that are always looking to figure out what the trick is, and they're trying to do that. Do you enjoy just driving these people crazy where they can't figure out how you possibly can do these things? You know, I really don't. I get a kick out of it when they walk away and they they say something like, you know, I haven't seen my grandmother laugh that much since her husband passed away. You know, I haven't seen my kid pass. I haven't seen my kid laugh that much since, you know, 
since they got since we moved to this this city, you know, and or whatever the case is, because it, it just shows evidence that you're you're taking them away for an hour from all their problems in the world. We all got problems. I don't care who it is, how rich you are, how poor you are, how successful you are. We all got daily issues, no matter what it is: health, money, relationships. And I think my gig and every entertainer's gig is for an hour, an hour and a half, take them out of that world. Let's have a great time. Forget about things. And I think that's the gig of an entertainer. You know, a dentist fixes teeth. A doctor fixes pains, aches and pains. You know, a uh, plumber fixes plumbing, I think. Um, a magician or a singer or a, whoever it is, I think, takes you out of that world for 90 minutes, you know, as like a natural drug and makes you just enjoy life for two seconds, you know, because life's uh, not that easy, you know. Absolutely. Well, one more thing, as I think of it, people were telling me about the CD Act, and I don't know much about it other than they said it was incredible. Do you? First of all, tell me what the CD Act is, and then do you have a particular favorite thing, or I should say, do the audiences always want to go back? Because I know you did some incredible stuff when you were on AGT and so forth. Is there anything yeah. that people are, you know, requests out of you? Well, you know, it's interesting. I, I love AGT. I'm watching AGT this year because a couple of very dear friends of mine are on, Billy and Amelia England, and they are, or Emily England, um, they're the roller skating act on the show this year, and they're phenomenal. Uh, very dear friends of mine. And it's funny re-watching that stuff. And you, you, it's funny because you get nervous. I do, re-watching it. Because when I did that, it was like, what, seven years ago? Because I was on in 2010. But what the greatest thing that, that – America's Got Talent gave to me was the ability to do stuff I could never have done in a live stage show um, at that time because, you know, I vanished a steam train on there. Well, you know what? There's not many venues in Vegas or anywhere in the world I can just roll a steam train on that stage and have the money and the time to do it, you know, or even vanish a tiger and make a girl appear somewhere, you know. So they gave me a venue... It also gave me a platform to really showcase stuff I can do, but I just you don't always have that opportunity to do it. So it's pretty cool. It's almost like a singer singing an original song in front of 9 million people. Not many people are going to listen to an original song uh, when you're not famous. So it's really cool to see some of these, 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 these variety acts and singers get to share who they really are. Because I'd rather see an original song they don't really know that's really maybe not that great, Versus hear somebody sing a cover because if you're singing a cover, it's already famous, it's already out there. Um, and I'm always, you know, big on moving forward and, and taking a risk, you know, which isn't always easy, you know. Well, there's certainly no risk in seeing Murray Sawchuck. It's a great act. You gotta go. It's at the Planet Hollywood. Um, you're there most of the time, right? Four o'clock starts. Is that right? Correct. Yeah, four o'clock start, and uh, it's an hour and ten minute show at the Planet Hollywood. Uh, second level here in Las Vegas, and we give military discounts and, and a bunch of stuff. I always meet everybody after the show, meet and greet and photos and all that stuff, so it's a real good time. So if you want to meet me or say hi to me, of course I'm there to hang out and all that stuff. So I love meeting my fans. Uh, sounds like a lot of fun. And let's check out, too, where you are where you are on the web, because people might want to take yep. a look at it. And so We already mentioned the YouTube channel, but where do we go? Uh, my YouTube channel, obviously, is Magic Murray, but if you want to find out all my stuff, and it just leads you everywhere, is my website which is murraymagic.com, super simple. And then, of course, everything else on all the social media stuff, you can Google and find me at murraysawchuck, which is S-A-W-C-H-U-C-K. So it's pretty pretty simple. Well, thanks a lot. We'll definitely come and see you. Best of luck. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. You have a great day. Thanks for having me on. Coming up, you'll meet Steve Karp of the Las Vegas Review-Journal. He's the beat reporter covering the Vegas Golden Knights of the NHL. Nobody knows more about this expansion team than Steve, and he'll tell us what to look for this season. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. 
Stick around. Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi continues following these brief messages. I'm here with Logan Reed, my own personal business coach that does so much more than just business. Logan, do you find that people come to you thinking about business and ended up leaving where it's really about their entire life? That's actually a great question because what I find is that people often come to me and ask, am I a business coach, am I a career coach, am I a life coach? And I say, I don't care what you call me because when you change any part of your life, so if we're talking about your career or your relationship, it's going to change everything. So when we make changes in one part, it touches every part of our life. So how do we get involved? How do we get more information about about you and what you're doing? Sure. You can give me a call at 360-529-1848 or email me at logan at loganreadcoaching.com. And you could also check out my website if you want to learn more about me at loganreadcoaching.com. Waste management has earth-friendly plans that fit the biggest corporations and recycling programs to help smaller companies get started. We're there for you every night and on the job with you every day. When you put waste management to work, you get an environmental partner and big ideas for every size business. From everyday collection to environmental protection, think green, think waste management. To learn more, visit WM.com. Football is coming to Vegas. I felt that one way up here. And your home for all things Raiders is RaiderHistorian.com. Visit RaiderHistorian.com for a look at the game, the philosophy, and the personalities that have made the Raiders one of the most storied franchises in sports. The dynasty is at RaiderHistorian.com. Just win, baby. Hello? Lisa, it's Janet. What's wrong? bridesmaids dresses for Lindsay's wedding oh no tell me they're not fuchsia oh they're not fuchsia then what oh they're gaudy aren't they all ruffles and lace <laughs> great we'll look like a chorus line no 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 they're really quite simple it's the material i'm most concerned about oh i knew it i specifically said no chiffon i mean it's so passe i just don't think it's not chiffon then what they're made out of old yellow pages what i didn't catch that it sounded like you said they're made out of old yellow pages yep I'm afraid you heard right. It's got something to do with recycling and good karma on her wedding day. Oh, that's special. I'm not going to know whether a guy's checking me out or just looking for the number of a good mechanic. Funny. Very funny. There's a better way to recycle your outdated Dex phone books. Find out just how easy we've made it in your neighborhood. Call 1-877-2-GET-DEX or log on to DexNose.com. I know what you're thinking. Why would I need a voiceover production company? Well, does your company need a commercial for radio or television? Does your company need an entertaining and informative on-hold message? Are you looking to do an audiobook or web presentation? Then you need a voiceover production company. That's why thousands turn to the pros at Black Eagle Sound Design. Black Eagle Sound Design is home to some of the finest voice actors, producers, and engineers in the business. At Black Eagle Sound Design, you get Hall of Fame professionalism, royalty-free music, and a 100% buyout, meaning the commercials are yours to do with as you please. See website for details. Log on now to BESD.US and find out more. 
It's time you worked with the best, and Black Eagle Sound Design will be there with you and your project every step of the way, on time, on target, and at a price you can afford. I'm Adele Poole, one of the many talents you'll hear at Black Eagle Sound Design. Visit us at BESD.US. Black Eagle Sound Design, because the voice you choose matters. Welcome back to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Well, it's that time. It is finally hockey time in Nevada. And with us, our good friend Steve Karp, the beat writer for the Las Vegas Review-Journal. He covers the Vegas Golden Knights. And uh, Steve, a lot of excitement out there now and uh, a lot of questions about what's going to start. It all begins uh, on September 17th. or up in Vancouver, I believe. What are your first feelings about this? You know, we, we never know with an expansion team. What are we looking at? I think you're going to see a group of guys who are uh, very hungry to make a good impression, and they're going to play with a lot of pride. They don't want to get blown out every night. So I think uh, it's going to be a very competitive training camp. This will not be an easy team to make, even for an expansion team. And uh, I, I expect them to put a representative team on the ice most nights. Well, it's always tough to start with an expansion team in any sport, but this looks like one based on the way the NHL put the the drafting of the players and the, so forth. Looks like they got a chance to be, you know, if not a 500 team, that would be, of course, great. But just a team that's going to be competitive night after night, which is better than a lot of uh, expansion teams of the past. I think if they could be that, and I'm talking about being competitive on a nightly basis, with a chance to uh, pick up points, I think they'll be very happy with that at the outset. You know, you've watched a lot of NHL hockey over the years. We've talked about it a lot. But there's just some of that stuff, working together, playing together, that there's just, I guess there's really nothing you can do but just kind of let it come together, right? It's it's something, magic doesn't just happen. Yeah, it's more of an organic thing. It's got to kind of take root. you got to let the chemistry kind of evolve on its own. You can't rush it. You can't force it. Uh, what you can do is hopefully get a good group of guys in the room who uh, will believe in each other, play hard for each other, and have a coach who knows what he's doing. That I know they have in Gerard Gallant. They have a good coach. And I think they'll have a, a, enough good players and good people in the room that they'll come to the rink every day with a purpose. Well, and there's three veterans, I mean, uh, on the team that I want to talk with you about quickly because I think they're the ones that stand out to me. First of all, everybody's talking about the goalie, Marc-Andre Fleury. You know, uh, great career with uh, the Penguins and so forth. Do you think his time is, like, on the downside, or do you think he's got some good years in it? Because I know they're going to be really putting a lot of pressure on him. Well, look, you know, here's the thing with Fleury. He is a world-class goalie. He's won three Stanley Cups. He's 32, I believe. I would say there's still some tread on the tires. But he's not going to have Sidney Crosby and Gino Malkin playing in front of him every night. Yeah. All right, it's going to be David Perron, Cody Eakin, uh, Riley Smith, Jonathan Marchessault, James Neal. It's a much different makeup than what Fleury was used to in Pittsburgh. So, yeah, I, you know, 
pressure's a relative thing, Steve. These, these guys are professionals. They know what their limitations are. They'll, they'll try to play to their potential on a nightly basis. And, and Flurry certainly is already a fan favorite here in Las Vegas. He, uh, he wants to be here. He wants to be the number one goalie. It's his net. And I think in that regard, you're going to see really good play out of him. You know, of course, he needs to stay healthy and he needs to stay positive because there are going to be a lot of tough nights with his team. But he, uh, he's a good guy to build with. I'll say that. Well, you got a couple of others you mentioned before, like James Neal, for example, been with the the Predators, you know, reached the Stanley Cup. Uh, David Perron played with the uh, St. Louis Blues and so forth. Does it take kind of an yeah. attitude adjustment? Yeah, I'm sure you've talked to these guys. Are they kind of like, wow, I got to change? You know, we're not going for the cup anymore. We're going for respectability, and we're really some of these guys. They're building for the future, hoping that they build the foundation that can go on for years and years. Well. You know, look, a lot of them probably won't be here long-term. Some may not even be here throughout the season. But the fact remains, they're professionals. They're getting paid to play the NHL. There's a pride factor at work here. And, and they want this thing to work in Las Vegas. You know, when you talk to these guys, they're amazed at how receptive the community has been to hockey and, and also just how... Everyone is excited genuinely about having major league professional sports. Even people who don't know a red line from a blue line are pretty stoked to have a team that they can call their own and learn to root for. More with Steve Karp of the Las Vegas Review-Journal in just a moment. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Don't go anywhere. Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi returns right after this. You'd never suspect that you could find natural beauty as part of a working landfill. You can. Today, waste management landfills provide more than 17,000 acres of protected land for wildlife habitats. Working closely with communities and the Wildlife Habitat Council, we can ensure there will be protected space for native animal and plant life to thrive. From everyday collection to environmental protection, think green, think waste management. With all the talk of fake news today, it's getting harder to know who to trust. Thousands of websites, millions of opinions, even the mainstream media has gotten caught in dishonest reporting. Now, if you're looking for information you can trust, why don't you try westernfreepress.com. At Western Free Press, they let you know where they stand, and you can judge for yourself. No fake news, no feigned objectivity, just straight news and strong opinion. That's westernfreepress.com. When you go to Las Vegas, you have to know what you're going to go see. And there's no better place on the web to go than VitalVegas.com. You hear Scott Robin, our Vegas insider, every week on the show. But Scott's got a lot more there. What are people going to find when they go to your site, Scott? Everything you need to know about Las Vegas from shows and restaurants and a lot of inside dirt that you won't hear anywhere else. And a lot of photos, too, and a lot of snark, right? (laughs) That is the case. (laughs) Yes. 
You can't miss it. VitalVegas.com. It's a must when you come to Las Vegas. VitalVegas.com. I know what you're thinking. Why would I need a voiceover production company? Does your company need a commercial for radio or television? Are you looking to do an audiobook or web presentation? Then you need a voiceover production company. Black Eagle Sound Design is home to some of the finest voice actors, producers, and engineers in the business. Log on now to BESD.US and find out more. Black Eagle Sound Design will be there with you and your project every step of the way. On time, on target, and at a price you can afford. Visit us at BESD.US. My son Casey was a bright, fearless 20-year-old with a boundless future ahead of him. But in the blink of an eye, he was gone. While out riding a skateboard, Casey fell. He was not wearing a helmet. Our whole family wishes he was. It could have saved his life. I'm Captain Kevin Raffelli of the San Mateo Police Department. Parents, encourage your kids to strap on a helmet every time they jump on a bike, scooter, or skateboard. Think of my son Casey and use your head. Put a helmet on. It could save your life. A message from the Consumer Product Safety Commission. I had a sore in my mouth that just wouldn't go away. And after a couple of weeks, I went to my doctor. A sore, lump, or thick patch in your mouth or throat could be a symptom of oral cancer. My doctor told me I was smart to come in. He said that oral cancer is more common in African-American men than in any other group in the U.S. It turns out I did have oral cancer. But it was caught early and my treatment was successful. I'm glad I got it checked. That probably saved my life. If you're an African-American man, you need to know about oral cancer. Visit a doctor or dentist if you see changes in your mouth that don't go away after two weeks. It's important to get an oral cancer exam because if you do have cancer, the earlier it's caught, the better. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, National Institutes of Health. Let's return to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You are listening to Steve Karp, who covers the Vegas Golden Knights for the Review Journal. Steve, this franchise is big for Las Vegas. This is their first shot from a sports perspective at the big time. They got to be yeah. excited, you know. I mean, they've been doing yeah. it in boxing for years, but this is a whole other thing. Yeah, no, no, no. No one will ever confuse Las Vegas with Boston or Chicago or Detroit or New York or Montreal or Toronto, the six original teams. But I think the fan base here is energized. They sold 14,000 season tickets. They're selling standing room for some games. Wow. That, that's an indication to me that there's uh, a deep-rooted, a deep-seated interest in this thing working. And, and sure, certainly over time, this team's going to have to win if it's going to keep the support that it has at the moment. But again, it's a great start for both the team and the community to grow together and, and work at uh, establishing a, a really good home ice advantage. 
when teams come into Las Vegas. Is there any kind of fear about that, Steve? Because I know even hearing about the Raiders, they talk about what they don't want is having the stadium two-thirds full of the visiting team, say like they're playing the Blackhawks and everybody's rooting for Chicago. But I get the idea that, at least for now, the you know Vegas is really, this is their team, and these are people that live here. You know, look, if you're a fan from another team, let's say you're a San Jose Sharks fan, right? and you want to come to Las Vegas and you want to go to the game, you'll be able to find a ticket and get in, all right? I don't think we're going to see 10,000 Sharks fans descending on T-Mobile Arena and taking the joint over. That's just not going to happen. Not when you've got 14,000 of the 17,000 seats accounted for by Las Vegas fans. So I don't think that fear really exists. Okay. Sure, there'll be nights when, when there'll be a pockets of fans to the visiting team and they'll be loud and and you you won't miss them. But I think this will be a predominantly pro Golden Knights crowd every night. Yeah, well, you and I grew up in the Bay Area. Well, I mean, we went to college in the Bay Area when the California Seals were there, and you know, when they would play Boston or Chicago or something. But I, I think that the big difference is here in this case is, like you said, those 14,000 regulars, you know, th- there's really an adoption. It's not just people that like hockey uh, that just happen to live there. These are people that uh, are, are kind of committing. I mean, if you're buying season tickets, you're committing. No, they, they are they are invested both financially and emotionally into this team, and they want it to work. They want to see to have success, and and they want a product that they can be proud of. I mean, anything you invest in, it can be a stock, it can be uh, a house or whatever. You want to feel good about your investment, and it wasn't cheap to buy these season tickets, and. The majority of the 14,000 were just regular regular people who live and work here in Las Vegas and, and Southern Nevada. It wasn't like the casinos bought up all the tickets. So that's a big part of this. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the fan base is, is made up. The season ticket fan base is made up of regular people, not corporate suits. So you're, you're going to see people in the lower bowl and – engaged as well as in the upper bowl in the cheap seats uh, where most of the the real hardcore fans will usually sit. I I think we're going to have a pretty solid support system in the building throughout every night. That's exciting. That really is. Now, two more things I want to cover. One, Cody Glass, uh, that's the first-round pick, and people know that you know draft picks are a big deal. What have you seen so far? I mean, is he going to have a chance eventually to become a real impact player in the NHL, do you think? Yeah, I mean, he's just 18 years old. They're not in a, any rush to get him to the NHL. I, I think you'll see him back in Portland with the Winter Hawks this season. You know, and then maybe at the end of the year, uh, you might see them uh, – call him up late in the year. That's very possible. Same with Nick Suzuki and, and Nick Hague and, and uh, Curtis LeCision, uh, Jake LeCision, Curtis's son. I mean, there's no, they're not fast-tracking guys just to get them into the NHL. When, when these guys come up and they're on the team, it, it's going to be for good. 
Yeah. And, and I think that's a smart plan. There's no need to rush. I mean, it's not like, you know, it's like Cody Glass said, if I got to wait a year, I'll wait a year. He said, but when I get here, I want to be an impact player. Right. And, and by doing that, by being patient, letting himself mature physically, and continuing to grow as a player, he'll achieve his goal. And he'll be here for a long time. And maybe he wears that captain's seat. Wow. At some point. You never know. So, no, I think the young players going through rookie camp this weekend and the few that will be kept over from veterans camp have a wonderful opportunity to learn how to play the game at the pro level. And if, if some return to their junior team, so be it. But like I said at the start, Steve, this will not be an easy team to make. Uh, there's a lot of really good players on the Golden Knights, and they will uh, they will find themselves working here. Well, it's certainly excitement is in the air. There's no question about it. Now I got to ask you, Steve. I'm going to put you on the spot because the season's just ready to start. What do you think? I mean, I, I know it's really hard to predict that, but uh, give me kind of best-case, worst-case scenarios as you see it. I think we kind of know what the worst-case scenario is, but what do you think uh, well, if, if things come together? I mean, I don't think they'll be as bad as the, you know, the 74 uh, Washington Capitals right. who were you know, just absolutely abysmal. And I don't think they'll be as good as the Florida Panthers were in, what was it, 91, 92, when they joined the league. Yeah, that was... I think you'll find yeah, a happy medium in there. Uh, I'm looking at maybe somewhere between 22 and 25 wins uh, and a team that will try to be sticking around going into the third period. When we return, a little more from Steve Karp of the Las Vegas Review-Journal and a visit from your Vegas insider, Scott Robin. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi continues following these brief messages. All black magic has me in its spell. I'm here with Logan Reed, my own personal business coach. You know, a lot of people may think this is all a bunch of psychobabble and that kind of thing. But in reality, this is stuff that on the surface may seem like we're going to explore our background. But actually, we're just getting really in touch with ourselves to see how we can be more successful. Is that what you try to do with people? It is. So I'm not so interested in what's happened in the past. What I'm looking for is where people are now, where they want to be, and coaching always takes place in the gap. So what are the things, where are the places where they're getting stopped that's in that gap? And then when we move through those, they end up having what they want, whatever their goal is for themselves. Okay, we're all excited about it now. So how do we get involved? How do we get more information about about you and what you're doing? Sure, you can give me a call at 360-529-1848 or email me at logan at loganreadcoaching.com. And you could also check out my website if you want to learn more about me at loganreadcoaching.com. Dear Daddy, dear Mom, I love you. I miss you. I'm proud to call you my father. Every year, Snowball Express honors the children of our fallen military. Heroes who made the ultimate sacrifice for our nation. Hi everybody, I'm Tony Orlando. Did you know that more than 8,500 children 
have lost a parent in military service since 9-11? Our soldiers died fighting for our freedom, and their children, they continue to suffer the loss. Join me in proudly supporting Snowball Express, a nonprofit charity that creates opportunities to help heal the children of our fallen heroes. Their year-long efforts culminate in a special week of fun, friendship, and hope. We can never fully express the gratitude for the ultimate sacrifice our soldiers have made, but we can honor them by giving back to their children. Please, you join me? Donate now at snowballexpress.org. With all the talk of fake news today, it's getting harder to know who to trust. Thousands of websites, millions of opinions, even the mainstream media has gotten caught in dishonest reporting. Now, if you're looking for information you can trust, why don't you try westernfreepress.com. At Western Free Press, they let you know where they stand and you can judge for yourself. No fake news, no feigned objectivity, just straight news and strong opinion. That's westernfreepress.com. Football is coming to Vegas. I felt that one way up here. And your home for all things Raiders is RaiderHistorian.com. Visit RaiderHistorian.com for a look at the game, the philosophy, and the personalities that have made the Raiders one of the most storied franchises in sports. The dynasty is at RaiderHistorian.com. Just win, baby. Now, let's return to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Back with Steve Carp. Steve, any words of advice for the Golden Knights? Just come to the rink, ready to play hard every night, and just take it period by period, shift by shift. I know that that's, you know, very cliche and, and, uh, and stuff, but that's the reality. When you've got a young team... You've got to almost break it down like that and not look too far ahead. And if you have a bad night, you got to have amnesia and forget it ever happened and move on. So, uh, like I said, I think they got the right coaches in place to do that. I think they've got enough talent to compete both sides. And uh, I'm looking forward to see how it all shakes out. We are, Steve, yeah. too. We'll have you back throughout the season, but let's tell people if they want to follow this from afar, uh, how do we do? We go to the reviewjournal.com and what else? Yes, sir. That's it, Steve. And you can follow me on Twitter at SteveCarfRJ. Yeah, everyone feel free to uh, log on to Twitter and, uh, and give me a follow. We'd love to see you. Thanks again, Steve. Really appreciate it. Anytime, Steve. My pleasure. Thanks. Another thing now is, at least to some extent, you don't get all the comp drinks the way you did. So talk a little about what they've done with that. Because at one time in this town, at almost any casino, you could drink pretty much as much as you wanted as long as you were playing. Yeah, that was a great Vegas tradition. I drink a little bit, so I, I was a big fan of that as well. Over time, the casinos have really had to pay much more attention to their bottom line and so now you can still get free drinks that is not anything that's changed the thing that's changed is they're they're automating the way that bartenders and cocktail waitresses can uh 
keep track of whether you're earning it. They, they really just want somebody who's gambling to get free drinks. Uh, the tradition in Vegas has always been you come in, you put a dollar in, you get your drink. Well, that was a great deal. But any, any person who knows business 101 knows that's not economically viable. So uh, there are now devices on the back of video poker machines in casino bars. And those devices tell the bartender whether you've earned your drink or not. And uh, I recently wrote another story about a company that, that makes those devices. They're now making them. Well, in a version that will be across the casino floor. So that is coming very soon. People got very riled up when I wrote about, uh, wrote about that, and it's, it's become a national news story. But as I've said from day one, it's only affecting the people who want something for nothing. A typical player is not going to know that this is happening. It's just really making it easier for bartenders and cocktail waitresses to know if you've earned your drink. It is a cultural change in Vegas, but I don't put it in the same category as paid parking or resort fees because those are just irritations and kind of greedy. This is not greed. This is just a, a very smart business practice. Well, that's it for this show. We'll see you again next weekend. And remember, Vegas never sleeps. We'll see you next week for more excitement and energy from the desert. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. The two tight ends are lined up as tight ends. Back goes Darrell to pass. He's looking for Smith, but instead goes down the middle. Chester, touchdown Raiders! That is the Oakland Raiders. No, not the Oakland Raiders of 2017, but the Oakland Raiders of 1972. And that's what we're talking about on a new feature called RaiderHistorian.com. You go there and we have every week... Different highlights from years of the past, including a look back at Al Davis, the owner, all the great games, the rivalries, the philosophy of the team, and so forth. It's a must as the Raiders head to Las Vegas in just another few years. If you're here in Las Vegas, you got to know that history. And if you're from Oakland and L.A., you'll want to relive that as well. RaiderHistorian.com.